What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Murders. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to all the new listeners. Before we get into today's episode, a little bit of business. We have two other shows that you should definitely check out, Speaking of Missing Persons and Speaking of Hauntings. If you like this, there's a good chance you're going to like those, so make sure you check them out. Um, If you want to see photos of anything from today's episode, check our socials. We'll have them up there. They're linked in our episode description, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. We have a Patreon where we put out bonus episodes every other week, so make sure you're getting on in on that and you're not missing out. That is patreon.com slash missingmurderedhaunted. And if you have a case that you would like to hear on the show, send that to our email, missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. All of that said, Sarah, tell us about a murder. I'd love to, Bob. So I just want to tell you up front, this case is crazy and unsolved. Unsolved. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a rarity on this show. Especially from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually they're caught or dead or both. <laughs> <laughs> he means like they were caught and executed. Yeah. If I'm or they were story. caught after they already died. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it has happened. Yes. That is a thing that has happened. They figure it out, but it's too late. Yep. Yeah, that just happened with the case they just solved. The uh with Zodiac? No. Were they still the Girl Scout murders. Is I've that what it was? The never Girl heard Scout. Of it. Oh my god, I'll have to tell you that story yes. if Samantha can handle it because it's brutal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say Linda Sherman. I was also thinking about Linda Sherman. No, that got proved wrong. They still haven't no, they still haven't found him, but we all know it was her husband, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So, All right, so we're going to talk about the Jameson family. Like alcohol Jameson? No. You're sure there's no relation I'm at all? I'm sure. It's not spelled the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a small world. It, it, and yeah. After I, all. <laughs> and it, I feel it's, it's important world. to ask because... One of these days, you're going to say, yes, yes, Bobby, those are the people who made Hershey bars, or yeah, those are (laughs) the people who (laughs) made that brand of whiskey, or yeah, yeah, those are the people who made that brand of shoes. And yes, they totally are related to that celebrity, but nobody's ever heard this case before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe, but today's not that day. Right. You know what, though, Sam, that last one isn't uh, very far-fetched because, uh, I mean, swing on over to the Patreon. I had no idea those people had family members that died. I know. Okay. So this one's a roller coaster, and a little, so let's get into it. It's October 2009. The Jameson family that we're going to talk about included the f- father. His name was Bobby Dale. Hey, there's the Robert. He was 44 years old. The uh, mother's name was Sherilyn Leanne Jameson. She was 40. And their daughter's name was Madison Stormy Star. She was six. Why doesn't the six-year-old share a last name? They, she does. She has two middle names. Stormy Star Jameson. Okay. <sighs> so Sherilyn had... had a son from a previous relationship also he was 12 years old and his name was Colton at the time of this story he was staying with his dad well it started out that he just went to stay with his dad for the summer but his dad ended up getting custody of him after the summer was over okay so Colton's not here at the house with the Jamesons he is not present during this story so they lived in a small town called Eufaula, Oklahoma. 
by small, there's 3,000 people total that lived here. That is a pretty small town. Yeah. It was a couple hours east of Oklahoma City, and there was not a lot to do here. You're kidding. Yeah. But the Jamesons... Something to do in Oklahoma? Wow. It'd be impressive. Well, (laughs) the Jamesons still wanted even more seclusion. Like 3,000 people, it's too much. They wanted to live in like total peace and quiet. So they were planning on looking at this 40 acres of land that was in the middle of nowhere. And the plan was they had a shipping container on their current property that they were going to live in on this new property. But not like pimp it out like you see on HGTV or whatever. No, like literally just sleep inside this storage container. Like a shipping container home? Yeah, but not make it, like, not add a kitchen or anything. They're just using it to sleep in? Yeah, until they could build a house. I mean, I've heard worse ideas. The thing is, though, is that the family wasn't very financially stable. Because Bobby had hurt his back in 2003, and Sherilyn suffered from bipolar depression, And she was, like, one of those people that would take her medication until she felt better. And then she would stop taking it and then go into, like, severe depression and anger because she wasn't on her meds. Because for some reason, people think that's a good idea. You don't stop the meds just because you feel better. You feel better because Because you're taking the the meds. Don't stop your meds. So, neither of them worked. They both got disability checks. They were not getting much money. No. The Jamesons were very private people. No one really knew that they even had plans to, like, move to this secluded land. Not even Colton. She didn't even tell her own son that they were planning on buying a piece of land. In the beginning of October of 2009... They unenrolled Madison from school and saying they were going to homeschool her. Then on October 8th, they loaded up their truck with, like, just all it said was gear. And the family dog, which her name was Macy, Maisie, Maisie, to, so they were going to go look at this property in the Sands, Bo- now I forgot it. Bois. Bois. Sands Bois Mountains, which translates in French to no woods. So it was a mountain with no woods, which kind of makes sense, but doesn't make sense because later on you're going to, the it was a big hunting place for I'm deer. S- I'm still just baffled that there's uh, anything that even resembles a mountain in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's not like a steep mountain. It's not like a big mountain. So it was not uncommon for the family to disappear for a couple days without telling anyone. They liked to just disconnect from everything. But when no one had seen them in over a week, they were reported missing. At first, Sheriff Israel Beecham didn't think much of the report. To him... Families pick up and start over all the time. So he just was like, meh, they packed their stuff and left. Even though they really didn't pack up their house. They just took some clothes and the dog. But then on October 16th in Latmer County, which is an hour from their house, a group of hunters found the Jameson family's white pickup truck abandoned near an oil well. The thing about it was is that their dog was locked inside. She was starving to death, malnourished, and just laying in the back seat of the car. And the car was locked. Hope they got the dog out. They did. And, you know, just to make everybody feel better... The dog went to live with family and was fine. Besides finding the, the family's dog, investigators found 
more things that would suggest the family planned on returning to the truck in a short time. Inside was Bobby's wallet, Sherilyn's purse, along with both their IDs and cell phones. So some reports said there was also a GPS tracker, but others said, because the GPS thing comes up, but others said that it was just one of the phones they were using the GPS on. Gotcha. So not really sure if there was a separate GPS. What year was this in again? 2009. Okay. I mean, either could be possible. Yeah. Yeah, but different reports say different things. Some say there was, like, physically a GPS separate from the phones. Which I I feel like at that time is what people were using Mm -hmm. most. They were still using MapQuest or, like, actual GPS GPS systems, Because you could, like, mount the GPS on your dashboard. I still have one. It's bulky like a tube TV, but it's yeah, like five inches. But <laughs> right. the thing is, is that they talk about this GPS in the story, which we'll talk about. But it was like they took it with them at one point while they were hiking. So I don't know if it was a separate GPS or if it was they just used a cell phone. Okay. But either way. There was something else huge in this truck that was left behind. And it was found under the passenger seat. It was a bank bag folded up with $32,000 in cash in it. Dang. The fuck? Where the hell did they get that? Don't know. All these things were like huge red flags to Sheriff Beecham. He could not understand someone, first of all, leaving a dog to starve to death in a car, especially because all their family and friends said that Madison was obsessed with this dog and would make them bring it wherever she went. Like the only time it got left at home was when she was going to school, but in... Any other time, the dog had to go where she went. So leaving the dog there to just starve to death in a car with the windows up and it locked didn't make sense. And also, uh, who the hell leaves that much cash just behind? Right. And did you already say, but what what time of year is it? It's October. Okay. So that explains why the dog didn't die from heat exhaustion. Yeah, it was October. So they were... Not Nobody knew where the cash came from. Like I said before, they were both on disability. Everyone thought they were just like struggling to survive. Mm-hmm. It is thought that they brought the money for a down payment for this piece of land, like if they fell in love with it, but no one knows that for sure. Some reports have said that the two of them were kind of scammers because they had been involved in three different lawsuits but if you look at the lawsuits they make sense like one was the car accident that he got into that messed up his back where he couldn't work anymore and people said he wasn't faking it like he literally had a hard time just walking short distances and i didn't why would he go on a hike He wasn't really going on a hike. We'll talk about it. Because this isn't like a big, huge mountain. It's more of like a hunting area. A lot of deers. People do deer hunting here. What was missing from this scene was any sign of struggle. Inside or outside the pickup truck. Not even a speck of blood was found. According to some reports, police found an 11-page letter also inside the car from Sherilyn to Bobby that was just, like, straight rage towards him. Like, it was 11 pages of her pretty much just telling him how much she hated him. But her family was, like, she was prone to do things like that. When she wasn't taking her medicine, she kind of became extremely vicious and depressed so i mean it makes sense they pretty much said she was known to have these episodes they (laughs) called them outbursts outbursts towards the people she loved sheriff beecham had some of his deputies search the jameson house to find like 
look for anything that could help them find this family. They did find security camera footage from the 8th when the family actually left. Okay. So Bobby and Sherilyn are seen taking around two dozen trips back and forth to their truck. They load it with clothes and equipment. One item of interest is a brown leather suitcase. Not suitcase, briefcase. A brown leather briefcase that Sherilyn is seen putting into the truck. But it was not found at the scene. Okay. Hmm. Also missing from the scene and the house is a gun that Sherilyn had that was in her name. Interesting. Neither, Neither one has ever been found. Okay, weird. Sheriff Beecham found this video to be extremely strange because Bobby and Sherilyn do not appear to say a single word to each other this entire time that they're loading the truck. And they also both come out to the truck on numerous occasions with nothing to put inside of it. They just walk out to the truck, stand there, staring at nothing, and then go back inside. They also would stop, like I said, randomly stare off into space. To the sheriff, they literally looked like they were in a trance. Like they were almost like robotically loading this truck. It... To me, it sounds like they were on a mission for something. Like, they were on a mission and focused. Like, they had pre-determined, like, decided something. And that's why there was very little communication. I don't know. Well... It seems like they have their mind set on something, is what it feels like. Well, the police believed they were on drugs. But (laughs) nothing was found inside the house that suggested either of them had ever did drugs before. So they found no proof of drugs. Well, I mean, that's always the flippin' go-to, though. Right. When there's no explanation for someone's well, erratic behavior. Oh, it must be drugs. Well, it doesn't help that in this place in Oklahoma at this time, there was a lot of meth. Uh, yeah, I mm. mean, that's the South. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Unfortunately, well, like, uh, not just all, I'm not going to blank it statement like all of the south but very a lot of small towns smothered smothered oh my gosh southern (laughs) poor like you know i know what you're saying low-income communities in the south seem to be meth is popular yeah well at this point police know they left their home on the morning of the 8th and they described them as being in some sort of zombie-like state. They drove about 30 miles from their home and met with a representative to discuss a piece of land for sale. So they do know that they met someone about land. After this, they drove to a secluded spot in the mountains. This they know because a guy who lived there saw them and said this was the only vehicle he saw that day was their vehicle that's important makes sense (laughs) so then they abandoned their truck at some point that afternoon the hunters had seen it parked in that spot when they first went hunting which was like on the 8th but they didn't actually go check the truck until they were done hunting because they thought it was weird that the truck was still sitting there almost a week later they thought there was just somebody else there hunting right gotcha and i think they felt bad because if they would have looked into the truck on the eighth they would have seen the dog and yeah it wouldn't have went a whole week living in that truck the gps whichever it is on the phone or a separate entity also showed police that after parking the truck near this oil well, the family hiked to a nearby hilltop. When police followed the directions on the GPS, all they found were small footprints, which they assumed were Madison's. They could also tell that the family only spent about 15 minutes on this hilltop before coming back down, because that's how long the GPS was up there. Up there. At some point during this little hike, 
Bobby took a picture of Madison on his phone. And I sent the picture to the email. To me, it looks like she's laughing, but other people claim she's crying. I don't know. So it appeared to police that they had all gotten back inside the car. Okay, the one with their arms crossed? Yeah, let me see. Yeah. It's hard to tell, but people think she was crying. It's hard to say. To me, it almost just looks like a little kid who was told to pose for a picture. Yeah, and like, just hey, like, say cheese, and yeah. she just does a random pose for yeah. a picture. Because she's six. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so to police, it appeared that once they came off this hillside, they had gotten back into the car and even tried to leave, but then just vanished. And the reason why they think this is because, one, the phones and the GPS and the purse and the wallet were all in the truck, and so was the dog, and they believe the dog went on the hilltop with them because they don't think Madison would have let them leave the dog in the truck. No, not if they were just going hiking. Right. Plus, the truck was moved a little bit forward. They could see the tire tracks that it had been parked in a spot and then was moved forward a little bit. Their family believed that someone prevented them from leaving, saying that because of Bobby's bad back, they would not have gone on a second hike. Like that little 15-minute trip up the hilltop would have been all he could have would have been enough to like do him in for the day yeah so the other thing was though that bobby was an accomplished outdoorsman back before his back had been hurt so getting lost did not seem likely to the family like especially since he had this gps and the police knew he was using it to like get around this so-called mountain If they did just leave the car again, also, like we said, why would they have left the dog? The dog could have went with them. Yeah, the dog or the $32,000 in cash. Exactly. And their wallet and their purse and everything. Cell phones. I mean, I could see leaving the cell phones behind if you think you're going to get tracked. But So on October 17th, a search was done. With 300 volunteers and police, they used helicopters, the infrared, they used canine search and rescue teams to try to locate this family. Like, they were scouring this hillside looking for the family. The terrain made it a hard area to search, though, because it was like thick underbrush and thick canopies of trees, which that's why I was like, why is it called no no woods if there's thick canopies of trees but i don't know their search though was kind of had to be stopped after a couple days because it started to rain and there was like a huge storm that came in so they had to give up the search plus plus that next friday that friday was the start of deer season and Sheriff Beecham thought it was like too freaking dangerous to let these volunteers search this area with a bunch of hunters, hunters with guns. Yeah. I mean that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the same time just I mean you could have technically closed, closed it off the... but I think his point was that a lot of these people hunted for like literally food to sustain their families True. for right. the winter. And he did, it was like a, do I call it off and not allow them to hunt so we can search for this family or do, and make them like possibly starve through the winter or do I call off this search because this is storming anyway and well, the, the search was called off. That's the route that they went. I think it was a lot to do with the weather. Yeah, I don't blame them for going that way. The case went cold pretty quickly. Without any leads to go on, they were were getting tips, but it it was like everything was like in a million different directions, and none of them were leading to the actual family. Even the FBI and other agencies in the area were no help in finding Bobby, Sherilyn, or Madison. The internet, though, 
went crazy with theories of what happened. So let's talk about it. We're going to start with the one. Okay, so Bobby's dad, whose name was Bob Dean Jameson, people believed that he killed his son and the family because Bob Sr. and Bobby were at the time fighting each other in court. Oh, really? Yes. So he was a suspect pretty early into the investigation because his, like, Bobby was suing him pretty much. It started, like, years before when Bob bought a gas station. The report is that Bob told Bobby if he worked at the gas station for free, he would get a portion of the money when Bob sold the gas station. Well, Bob sold the gas station and refused to give Bobby a penny, and he had worked there for free. So Bobby was suing him for part of the money from the gas station. Don't agree to work for free. (laughs) Ever. No. The thing about it was, is it was a pretty nasty feud. They were, like, scared of Bob Sr., even trying to get a restraining order against him in early of 2009. Bobby had told the judge that Bob had threatened to kill him and his family numerous times. And the reason they had security cameras in the first place was because they were terrified of Bob Sr. But he was the one that fucked his son over. Right. But he also, it was also said in court that Bob Sr. tried to run over Bobby with his car. It makes sense because he's pissed that he's getting sued by his his son son for something his son is just claiming he said when he's saying, I never said that. Either way, the FBI cleared Bob Sr. of any involvement in the family's disappearance because at the age of 67, he was... Spending most of his time between a rest home and in the hospital because he was super sick at this time. It doesn't sound like he would be out hiking. No, and he actually passed away two months after the disappearance. Crazy thing, and another reason why I don't think he was involved, is because he left his entire estate to Madison. Like, he made her the sole beneficiary of all of his stuff he left bobby nothing and he left his wife nothing he left it all to the six-year-old interesting so that was like a pretty normal theory right Mm -hmm. father's fault it's not normal but i mean it's more normal than this the next theory involved ghosts oh boy (laughs) okay i'm listening see Bobby and Sherilyn were very religious, attending church regularly, but they were also fascinated by spirituality. Around the time of their disappearance, they believed their home was haunted, okay? It started when Madison got an imaginary friend named Emily. This wouldn't seem like a big deal to, like... Most parents, you'd be like, oh, cool, you're not a friend. Kids get imaginary friends every day. But to Bobby and Sherilyn, Emily... (laughs) Sean was like, "Uh, no, the hell they don't. (laughs) 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 What scary movies have y'all been watching? (laughs) Kids got an imaginary friend, something's wrong. That depends. Like, what if their imaginary friend was, like, blue? Like, Foster's home for imaginary friends? No. Anyway, Bobby and Sherilyn... They thought this was a big deal. They thought Emily was an evil entity who had come to steal their souls. Really? I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, okay. They also believed that there were demons living on their roof. Sherilyn's best friend told the press that house was a haunted house. I don't want to sound crazy, but whenever I went there, I felt a horrible presence. I would leave feeling so down and depressed. She went on to say that Bobby was such a gentleman, 
but would suddenly come at her and his eyes would be completely dead and black like he was possessed. This is getting far-fetched. Well, okay, maybe they were on drugs. (laughs) But at the same time, Sherilyn was performing uh seances in this house with this best friend but this best friend was like i wasn't like taking it very seriously i thought it was like you know for funsies and sherilyn was like no we are summoning things to help us get rid of demons except you're probably summoning demons who knows the family's pastor gary brandon told police that Bobby had approached him asking where he could get special bullets to shoot ghosts. He also wanted an exorcism done at his house. Okay, first But they off, weren't Catholic. First off, silver bullets kill vampires. No, wooden bullets kill vampires. Silver bullets kill werewolves, and there are no bullets to kill ghosts. Salt bullets. I think they just dissipate. They come back. Rock salt rounds. Rock salt. Iron, salt and burn the bones. Yeah. Yeah, see, you have to also burn the bones. You can't just shoot them and be like, "Mm, dead. Or or it could be a cursed object, like a flask. Yeah, we're talking about horcruxes, (laughs) but whatever. No, it doesn't hold a piece of their soul. It's just their spirit is attached to a cursed item. If you have to destroy it. Salt and burn the bones, and you just have to burn whatever object their spirit attached itself to. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Gary couldn't help them. Clearly. So... Bobby did the next best thing. He bought a satanic Bible. That's the next best thing. (laughs) To him, he was like, how do you get rid of demons? Think like them. Get a satanic Bible. Just so we know people, I know that the satanic Bible is not what people make it out to be. Anyway, while all of this was happening, three of Sherilyn's black cats got killed and she was she thought her neighbors killed her cats because of some like crazy voodoo crap so she started spray painting things around their house like to ward off evil spirits she didn't kill the cats for the seances she was doing no i told y'all to hold on to yourselves i'm at a i'm at a loss this (laughs) went from like Okay. A serious mystery to what the fuck? This is a this is just a theory of what happened. Ghosts. No, but these people were Looney Tunes. A little bit. Sorry, other people out there, but <laughs> like they do give off the thought that maybe they were misusing drugs. The medications. Yeah. Except again, like I said, police found no evidence of any drug use inside their home or their truck. They were possessed to start. I wonder if that's where they got the 32000 They sold Selling. off the rest of their stash and said, well, we're roughing it. We're, we're living in the mountains. We're going to get to that theory, Bobby. Neanderthal style. But right now, ghosts were not the only problems they were having at their house. Earlier in 2009 also, Bobby had let his friend Kenneth come stay with them to help around the house because of his back. What they did not know was that Kenneth was, like, extreme Nazi racist. Oh, snap. And apparently, he found out that Sherilyn, even though she is very much, if you look at a picture of her, looks Caucasian, she was part Native American. And he, like, started belittling her and at one point in time they said Bobby was out of town and he got in her face and was like racially abusing her and calling her all kinds of names to the point where she had to pull out her gun to get him out of her house then he was in her yard screaming at her so she shot like a few rounds at his feet to actually get him to leave dear lord So Sheriff Beecham thought this was, like, the lead they needed. He's like, cool, this Kenneth guy would be a good suspect. He's pissed off at her because she shot at him. Right. But the FBI cleared him because he had a solid alibi. They just have, like, a string of bad luck. Yeah. Just, like, a lot of shitty things have happened to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people 
believed, of course, drugs were involved. Because of the large amount of money, the area of Oklahoma, like I said, was like a huge meth hotspot. The question everybody kept asking was like, could the family have in, have been involved in a drug deal gone wrong? Or did the family just walk away and leave everything, including this money? But we wouldn't really get any answers until four years later. So we're going to skip ahead four years to November 16th, 2013. Again, hunters were in this area. They were actually scouting for like, what are they called? The deer stand. They were like looking for good places to hunt deer when hunting season started. Mm -hmm. And they saw a skull on the ground. And then in closer inspection, they saw two other skulls. One of them a lot smaller than the other two. Which would turn out to be... The partial remains of two adults and one child. These bodies were only 2.7 miles from where the Jameson family truck was found four years earlier. Around the bodies, because they weren't like full bodies at this point. There were like pieces of clothing, bones, bone fragments. Pretty much they were completely decayed. There was like no flesh left and it would take them eight months to actually verify that this was bobby Sherilyn, and madison because of how little they had to go on they had complete skulls but the animals had pretty much destroyed any evidence that was left behind the location of the bodies was a place known as smokestack hollow it was very remote not traveled very much, which would explain why it took so long to find the bodies. They were found face down in a row, but on a steep incline, Okay. which made police think they were forced to go to this location, and it seemed like they were killed execution style. That's what I was going to say. But the medical examiner could not determine a cause of death, because of how decomposed the bodies were and how picked apart they were. For a brief moment, the police were like, oh, well, Bobby has this small hole in his head in the back that resembles a bullet wound. But the medical examiner was like, mm, it could have, you can't like verify that. It could have been anything that made that hole. So the cause of death was listed as unknown. Finding the bodies raised more questions than it gave them answers. All that happened was that more theories were made on what happened to them. People focused heavily on the drug deal gone wrong thing, mostly because that briefcase and the gun were never found. Some threw out the theory of cult activity. However, police never took this theory seriously Sherilyn's mother, though, told the papers that she believed a cult had something to do with the murders. It was believed that they ran into a religious cult on the hillside and became their sacrifice. That was the theory people went with. That would be pretty fucking random. Yeah. Well, some people kind of took that cult theory and went like, okay, well, maybe they went out there to join a cult and this money was supposed to be an offering to the cult and then don't know why they would have gotten killed. There's no reason. Okay, in all of those theories, the main thing here, even for a drug deal gone wrong, the $32,000 in cash is still left in the truck. Exactly. If there was a drug deal gone wrong, wouldn't the people have taken the drugs and the cash out of the truck? Everyone is like, that's the point they like pound home is they, if they physically, if somebody stopped the truck and made them get out of the truck for a reason of this is a drug deal and you're going to hand us drugs and we're going to hand you money. Okay. But why kill them and then not take the money back? Right. Why was the money left in the truck? Yeah. That's the biggest question 
that everyone asks when they're talking about this case. Why was the money still there? Well, another fucking weird thing was that people believed that they were killed because Sherilyn liked to graffiti things. Okay, and there was another abandoned car out in this area that had like all these satanic messages graffitied on it. And Sherilyn had graffitied on this car and she wrote, Peace and God love you. They like proved it was her handwriting or whatever. It was like her style of graffiti. So people were like, oh, well, maybe she did this and this satanic cult saw her and so they killed them. Because she graffitied over an abandoned car. Yeah, I don't Yeah, th- I was going to say, doubtful. Right. The one that people go back to, though, is this white supremacist theory with this Kenneth dude. Because even though the FBI cleared him, they didn't really look deep into him and who he hung out with and all these things from my understanding so a girl a woman called in anonymously saying that kenneth was involved in this kkk style group and that she had been a part of it at one point and they had kept a logbook of people they didn't like and they used this logbook to pretty much kill people it was like a hit list book But it wasn't like a Kenneth hated her, so he's going to be the one to go kill her. According to this woman, it was like Kenneth hated her. And these other dudes in this group were like, oh, well, we'll take care of her for you. So you're not associated with it since you knew her. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that was going to be my thought was it's to me, it kind of sounds like, yes, maybe someone stopped them from leaving that area and made them get out of the truck. But these people had no fucking clue that they had $32,000 right. left inside the truck. Exactly. Or they just didn't care at the same time. I'm sorry, Shauna. I, I feel like anybody would take $32,000 yeah. <laughs> in no, cash. No, no. If it was tucked up under the seat and they're not after a robbery... They're not going to know, like, they're That's not That's what going she's to saying. Yeah, they would have not known the money was even there. Right. Well, the thing that makes this one a l- little bit more believable is, first of all, this woman said she overheard a group of guys saying that they took care of the Jamesons. Then she was able to describe Bobby's wedding ring, which had this very unique, ins- what is the word I'm looking for? engraving it's not an it was they called it like an i don't know it's pretty much like an engraving but it's not an engraving it was like a picture on this ring okay and this girl that called in anonymously gave a description of this ring and said her sister said yeah this is a super rare inscription or whatever it wasn't her sister it was her best friend anyway after all of these theories though they really started focusing in on maybe it was Bobby and Sherilyn themselves. Like, all the stress, craziness, like, if they were on drugs or if Sherilyn was not taking drugs, did one of them kill the other one and then kill the kid and then kill themselves? Like, a murder-suicide kind of thing. But the problem with that is there's no weapon. They found no murder weapon anywhere near the bodies so if one of them had committed suicide there would be a weapon one news article said that Sherilyn was going through this rough time because her sister had passed away two years before and it's fucked up her sister died from a bee sting to her tongue the fuck she had like an allergic reaction and they couldn't get her to the hospital soon enough and her throat closed shut damn that's fucked up She was also going through the fact that she lost custody of Colton that summer. Sheriff Beecham said they were a family that seemed to be obsessed with death. Because a month before they disappeared, Sherilyn was supposedly hospitalized for attempting suicide. Police entertained the idea that Sherilyn could have been responsible for the deaths. But like I said, they had no proof. There was no weapon. And how would she have killed them and killed herself with no weapon? Right. What makes the theory also not believable to people 
is they said that if it was one of the parents, they would have killed the dog too because they wouldn't have wanted Madison to go out without the dog because she loved the dog so much. Right. It It's weird that they left the dog in the car. Right. On a hike. Right. Well, they took the dog with them on the hike. And then came back. And then came back to the car. The part that makes this all super weird is the dude who lived there saw no one else come on that part of the property by car. So some people had the theory of like, okay, well, what if somebody started this from their house? Because in the security video, her friend claims that it looks like Bobby changes his shirt in the video, but she thinks that it's not Bobby, that it's two different people. One is Bobby and one is the strange person. And that he was actually with them the whole time. Committed this murder, the murders, and then just walked the hell up out of there. Which would explain why this neighbor never saw them. But it doesn't explain why it would happen. Well, that just goes back to your your theory of the dude that had lived there previously having someone else kill them. Could have been. I don't, I don't know. know. Bobby's it's over there, like, one. shaking his head yes or no to, like, every theory. I mean, a lot of these people, these theories just, it's possible, technically, but I'm not buying in. Like, I don't, I don't know. I still prefer the earlier theory of, like, maybe a murder-suicide or something like that. I don't know. I just don't know how one of them would murder the other two and not have a weapon. And why they would leave the dog. They, you, if you, you knew you were going to die, why leave the dog to die in the car instead of just killing it with you? Because, I mean... Or not just letting it go. Especially if you claim to love it as much as you, the family said they loved this dog. My thing is, is if it's going to be a murder-suicide thing, why go on the first hike... Yeah. Come back to the car and then do another seven mile trek to a different location and then do... Couldn't work up the courage on the first one. Let's try again. Yeah. That's a weird place to take somebody though because the way they describe this place is like literally nobody traveled there. It wasn't like a very used place that people would just like scenically go hiking. It was like hard to get to which i feel would be really hard for bobby to do if he had this horrible back problem like he i don't think he would have went willingly unless he's the one who murdered them but even still if your back is that bad why go through the trouble of taking them because they did say it was two and a half miles from where the truck was but they describe it like as far as how the terrain was it would have been like going on a seven mile hike gotcha because of how much underbrush and hilly it was it would have made your body feel like you went on a seven mile hike even though it was only two and a half miles okay see i thought you were meaning they actually went it was like actually seven miles away from the truck no it was two and a half miles sorry but it was like super rough terrain. It would not have been an easy place for someone with a bad back or even a six-year-old kid to just walk through without like... Maybe it wasn't intended to be a murder-suicide. Maybe it was intended to be a murder. Just hypothesize here and say that he takes them out there with the intention of killing them, kills them, and before he goes back to the car just feels so fucking guilty that he ends up just saying you know what fuck it changes his mind turns the gun on himself again but, but they the gun don't have a gun been there there's no gun they never found a gun and the fact that they were laying downwards like their heads were Face facing down, down, on, down an on an incline and oh, they were yeah. completely in a row they were completely side by side like symmetrically side by side on their stomachs, facing downwards. Okay. Then, uh, you know what? Here's what I'll say. <laughs> I'm going to talk you out of this murder-suicide theory because I don't believe. They had an encounter with a yet-to-be-caught serial killer. 
no see that i could see i that's what i was gonna say like just crossing the path and of who's the to wrong say, person uh, i don't believe it's a cult or like a satanic no. thing or who's whatever. to say that someone wasn't out there hunting when they shouldn't have been and accidentally shot one and then shot the other two to cover it up and just put them there i mean that's also a possibility also possible that they just because it's somebody illegally hunting i don't know why i thought of that also like why wouldn't that be a theory someone illegally hunting because it wasn't technically deer season yet they were still a couple of weeks away and they, and they accidentally, accidentally shot, shot one, of them. one and then we're like oh shit now i have to kill the other two yeah i don't know but i mean who's to say that the serial killer didn't already get caught and just refuses to confess because there's a six-year-old involved never know we'll never know what happened hopefully we will someday hopefully yeah except it'll be tough because there's no dna Mm. there's no dna there's nothing like even on that hill top they know they went hiking on the only footprints that they saw were madison's which made them think like the parents stayed down and she's the only one who went all the way to the top of the hillside. Very strange. Very, very strange. Indeed. That one was all over the place. And that's my unsolved murder case for you. That's why I don't like things that aren't solved. It's because they just fuck with my brain. Let us know what your theories are. Either post them on the socials or send them to the email missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, let us know. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. Share with your your friends, your family, your friends. (laughs) Share it with your your friends, your family, whoever. And make sure you're subscribing to that Patreon so you don't miss any of the bonus episodes. Patreon.com slash missingmurderedhaunted. Does anyone have anything else they want to add in? No. No. Mm -mm. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.